Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Joel here with Dad, and I'm Rick. What's on for today, Joel? I, you know, I'm always reading books. I try and get through about fifty a year. And I read this book recently called Hold on, I got to get it right. Nixon, the Dutch art of doing nothing. And it was interesting because I think what she's basically talking about is this idea to of kind of calming your mind, yeah. sitting and not having, uh, not having feeling like you have to accomplish something. Now, that's not very American to me. And it's not very, it's foreign to me as well, because I'm always like, I've got to be moving forward in some way. And I think that's a general Western thing. Right, yeah. uh, but I want to talk about like, so the Bible talks all through it, like in, if you look in um, Ecclesiastes, well, anything, Solomon talks about the sin of idleness. But yet there's also this idea that we have to learn to rest and calm ourselves and trust the Lord. So what is, like, I want to know, when do you cross the line? Is it, a, I don't know, is it, is it a question? Is this, is it a sin to do nothing? Or when do you cross the line of being idle versus resting and again you're you're a little better at just enjoying the moment kind of sitting there you used to always joke you're like if you ask a man what's he think or what's he thinking he, he says nothing he literally means it i'm like I, that's foreign to me there's no time i'm not thinking anything but you have this capability to not think anything so explain it to me and have you yeah. been in sin the whole time uh well first of all i'm not sure you can do nothing yeah, I mean, yeah. Because again, even when you're thinking nothing, you're somewhere your brain is resetting. Something's happening, you know. And it's kind of like a computer. The importance of sleep, you know. Even like on your phone, it may work for months and months and months, but eventually it starts acting up, and you realize, oh, I just have to reset it. Got to give it a break. Start it over again. And they found that our bodies are the same way. That's why sleep, you know, kind of frustrating sometimes. You know, it'd be nice if you didn't have to sleep, wouldn't it? You know, you just uh, it would be you'd nice. get so much more done and accomplished. But God yeah. built it in to where we absolutely have to have that reset every now and then. Well, once a day uh, is the plan. And so I'm not sure you can really do nothing. I, I, uh, you know, understand what they're saying there. You know, the idea of in our culture where things are always moving, it is good to just sit and take some time to think about things because we don't think very often. We just do, 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 and then, you know, live with the repercussions of it. So what do you think idleness is in this situation then? Well, I think it, biblically, when you're talking about idleness or or trusting in the Lord, they're not really, um, what would you say, mutually exclusive, because idleness is, uh, it conveys the idea of shirking responsibilities. Mm. Okay, so you're, you, you've got something you're supposed to be doing, and you're not doing it, whereas uh, resting in the Lord or you know, that means, it's like you shared with you before, you know, I, I think waiting on the Lord, there is a aspect of waiting on the Lord where you're just kind of sitting and you're waiting for God to do something. But I think it's better pictured like a waiter in a restaurant, for example. Yeah, that's always a good analogy. In the meantime, you're serving other people. You're looking for opportunity to serve, to minister, to care for other people. And oftentimes in our serving other people, we find it comes back to meet the need that we have. And so I think the founder of the uh, uh, Christian Missionary Alliance said something about, I can think about myself until I'm morbid. I can meditate on my problems, navel gaze, that kind of things until I'm morbid. Or I can go out and serve and care for others. And in caring for others, I find that God meets my needs. Mm. And so it's, um, 
I think that's really what waiting on the Lord has to do with it. It's not just sitting around doing nothing, twiddling your thumbs, watching TV while I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm actually serving, looking for opportunities to minister to other people, to wait on other people, and then God meets my need through that. So idleness is when you know some when you know there's something you need to do. Yeah, you're shirking the responsibility. So that would fit, I mean, procrastination would fit under that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and but but procrastination a lot of times too can be our own insecurities trying to figure out what to do and not feeling comfortable about it. So it, it can be an idleness. It can be a slothfulness, another biblical term for laziness. Slothfulness. Slothfulness. Yeah, that is another one. Which is a great one because you think of a sloth and how he's moving so slowly. But it also can just be an insecurity in myself. I, I, I know I need to do this, but I'm just, I go back and forth. What if I fail? What if I, uh, what if I don't do it in a way that pleases everybody? You know, so it's, uh, it, so idleness can be that. Or So I think it can be a sin. You're shirking responsibility. Or it can just be you just need to, uh, deal with your own insecurities. And uh, of course, that's easier said than done. Huh? I say that because with me, I always think of 10 different ways I could do something, 10 different perspectives on everything, you know? And so, as you probably have noticed, I'm slow to make decisions because I can see, well, if we do it this way, there's benefit in that. If we do it in this way, there's benefit to that. And so I, I sometimes say, I'm just waiting to hear. So I go, okay, Lord, I can see 10 different ways that this could, e- either one of them could be beneficial which way am I supposed to go here? Okay, so that's where I would get impatient mm-hmm. with you yeah, or anybody like that. A lot that. of people do. <laughs> I would be like, come on, man, make a call. Uh-huh. And, and and you're like, well, I'm just waiting to see. And I'm like, well, you're darned if you do, darned if you don't, right? Like it's, so just make a decision and deal with the consequences. So where's the line of, uh, how do you say this? Because- there's the, there's well, I mean, I think there's a verse in First Timothy where it talks about this. It says busybodies, yeah. Like, and I don't know if he's talking about the opposite of that, as like a busybody who's just finding stuff to do just to stay busy. And I think a lot of people do that. They're like, yeah. well, to justify my existence, I need to stay busy doing stuff. And so we're running yeah. around in in thinking we're not being idle. But uh, I think in that context, though, I've always read it because in the context he's talking about a church, don't support younger widows. Um, he's saying that a church should support widows who are widows indeed. In other words, they don't have family to care for them because if the family can care for them, the family shouldn't be idle. <laughs> the family should uh, care for okay. them. If they, uh, and so only if they're older and they don't have anybody to care for them, then the church is uh, responsibility for them. And he says, but don't take younger women because they end up, and to me, the busybody is more of a, you're just sitting around yakking and talking and you're, you know, gossiping and doing that kind of thing. That's, that, yeah, the that's verse is so, we, it it's one be. of those weirder things Paul yeah. says in First Timothy, it says, besides that, they learn to be idlers going about from house to house and not only idlers, but also gossips and busybodies saying yeah. what they should not. See, so within that, you see the gossip at the first and saying what they should not. So I always see the busybodies just always in there. You know, getting into everybody's business. Which I guess would be the, the natural function of not actually having something to do, yeah, like I don't not have having something productive to yeah. do. You're going to So everybody else's life becomes your life. Mm. You live through them. And, you know, we have soap operas today, so you don't need, they didn't have soap operas, so they had to live yeah. through everybody else. <gasps> or you, reality TV. you know TV. what's going on over there? What's happening over there with so-and-so? Oh, we, gotta, we need to pray for them. Oh, yeah. And so-and-so too. Let's pray for them too, because here's what's going on over there. Like, blah, 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 blah. So that, to me, is what I've understood to be the busy body, uh, getting into everybody's business, but really not helping. 
Yeah. Really just, and, and gossip, I think a good definition for gossip is if you're not, if you're talking with somebody who's not a part of the problem or part of the solution, that's gossip. You got no business talking to anybody about it if they're not part of the problem or part of the solution. So if you're talking with others, that'd be busybody gossip saying things they shouldn't say. So in terms of idleness of thought, uh-huh. like how does that work? Because I do think, I mean, I was up all last night thinking five hours up. I was up last night and I'm like, I wish I could shut my mind down. But that's, again, thought is, I mean. Well, that's what I say. You really can't shut your mind down. And so even when, you know, guys talk about what am I thinking about? I'm thinking, oh, nothing. You are thinking about something, but it's at sort of a subliminal mm-hmm. level. You're not even aware of what you're thinking about, but you are obviously because your mind doesn't shut down. You know, right. say, even when we're sleeping, you know, I don't, I never remember any of my dreams, so I didn't think I dream. And they say, oh no, everybody dreams. And apparently they hook diodes or something up to your head to figure that out. I don't know how they know. Yeah, well, and it's, I mean, it helps purify your brain. I think you have to dream to kind of clear those subconscious yeah. things. Yeah. So they say you do. I don't remember any of it usually, but sleep pretty soundly. So how would you know if you're on the verge of being <laughs> idle? <laughs> on the verge of being idle. Uh, how would you know? Because I constantly like, I mean, if I sit down and watch TV, uh-huh. I can't, I, I just, Emily's like, watch this show with me. And, you know, if it doesn't immediately hook me with something that's like challenging my brain, yeah, I'm out 30 well, minutes. And, but, but if you're spending time with her, then you're not being idle. If that, mean, if that is meaningful to her, if that's ministering to her, then just being with her. So it, a lot of it depends on our attitude. I mean, like with everything else, a lot of mm. it depends on our attitude. Mm. And um, because am, am, I, uh, am I shirking a responsibility or am I spending time with my wife because it means something to her? <clears throat> you know, am I spending time with my son, my child, my daughter because it means something to them? And, but if you're just doing it because it means something to them, you need to tweak that attitude a little bit also so that it means something to you. Right. Uh, because they're going to sense that if, okay, I'll, I'll go play ball with you or whatever, you know. Um, Need to we need to enjoy spending time with one another, but again, it is it is kind of a um, a malady of our culture to where we are so uh, task oriented. We got to get it done. We feel good about ourselves if we do the task. Whereas most cultures put that emphasis upon relationships, and I feel good about myself because I have spent time with you. I've spent time with my friends. We have we have connected, and um, and some of this personality, I guess, too, but. But I know a lot of it's culture. What we're, we're we're it's beaten into us. Time is money. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you got to be doing something all the time. So that I mean, that's interesting because in based on the definition we've kind of landed on here, you could be really busy and still being idle if you're abdicating what you're supposed to be yeah, responsible exactly. for. Yeah, you could be doing all kinds of things. You know. In fact, I remember found this cute little book. It was a uh, it was written to foreigners who've come to America to help them understand Americans. And um, it was really funny because they said, uh, uh, ask Americans what a what phrase like time is money means because you won't understand that. And one of the things is that when you go into a hospital, you'll see on the wall, Americans are real big for, for um, purpose statements, you know. And he said, you'll go into a hospital and you'll see on the wall a purpose statement. What do they call it? A, a vision, statement. vision statement or goal. Yeah. yeah. And you would think that a hospital would know why they're there, but they feel it's beneficial to put a plaque on the wall to remind them what they're there for. And ask them why they do that. And ask them if they have their own personal vision statement. And it was just so funny because for most of the people in the world, they go, yeah, why do you need a plaque on the wall to tell you 
what a hospital is for. And we're the same way. Why do I need a plaque on the, why do I need my own vision statement, you know, that I look at daily and I put it on the mirror and do set th- my goals and all that. Do you think it's because we've made ourselves so busy we forget? I, I think we have just, we're so goal driven that we forget, you know, it's the, it's the idea of, I got to get there, got to get there, got to get there. And all of a sudden, well, did you enjoy the trip? What trip? I was also <laughs> focused on getting there. I didn't even know the trip. And you know, it's the old stop and smell the roses thing, but really enjoy life as it comes rather than getting there. And I, and you see Jesus did that, but, it, but that was that culture too. I mean, but I just think of the situation where he's, Hey, my daughter's sick. Come heal her. She's about to die. So he's going on the way, and a woman touches him. He stops. Hey, who touched me? What do you mean, who touched you? He stops, and consequently, that girl dies, but he raises her from the dead. So I don't know. I just got to, I feel like we have enough time to do all God wants us to do if all we do is all God wants us to do instead of trying to meet all of our goals and all of our objectives that we set for ourselves. Just kind of chill out and see what the Lord wants you to do. Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this with your friends on the platform of your choice. For more from Joel Malm, visit joelmalm.com. For more from Rick Malm, visit rickmalm.com. Our podcast music was produced by Alex Burleson. <laughs>